Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're here with us today, man. I love seeing a full house at church and everyone join us online. I know we've got a lot of folks online with us too. So uh, our online community, hello. We've got these cameras here, so I'm waving at you. Hi, good to see you guys. And hey, I want to just thank you for coming today. Thank you for coming to church. Come on. I know we don't like the rain, but the rain's good. It's supposed to rain like crazy, like the flood for a week. And then we're going to go back to our beautiful weather. In fact, I was looking outside thinking, man, all this pollen. And my wife said, Ryan, it's because it hasn't rained. And so we said, Lord, bring your rain. So you can blame my wife and Pastor Jesse. Anytime there's bad weather, I blame you. I'll tell you why later. Well, we're going to get into the Word today. Come on, how many of you are excited for our new series, Tongues of Angels? And then we're going to get into a series in the month of July and August. Every year we do a fun kind of character study. We're going to look at the life of Elijah and Elisha, and we're going to do a series called Extraordinary, talking about how Elijah was a man just like us, yet God used him in extraordinary ways. And how... Oh, my password. Does my... Do you know my password? Well, that's good. <laughs> Accountability right there, guys. Husbands, your wife needs to know the password to your phone. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Tongues of angels. <laughs> All right, over the next four weeks, I'm just going to spend some time talking about this series. At the beginning of the year, the Lord really put on my heart that he wanted me to address something uh, in our church specifically uh, and really talk to you about something that I believe the Lord wants to restore to his church in a powerful way. And what we're going to be talking about here today is uh, over the next four weeks is really the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to introduce to you the Holy Spirit. I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Today, I want you to help you to understand who the Holy Spirit is and his activity in our life and what does it look like to have uh, this in your heart. Now, today, we're not going to talk about the tongues of angels. We're just going to really introduce you today to the Holy Spirit. But this series specifically, I felt the Lord wanted me to talk to you guys about this mysterious reality of speaking in tongues. And I want to be, be clear. We believe in tongues at Love City Church. I speak in tongues, and there are many in the church who speak in tongues. But this topic has become an incredibly divisive force in the body of Christ. Not only that, there's a lot of uh, you know, people who, who would even look at it and think that uh, it's not a continuation for today, much like all the other gifts in Scripture. And we believe that every, if it's written in the Word of God, we believe it's for today, amen? Yes. If it's in the Bible, we believe it, Amen. We can't take white out and wipe the things out that we think are weird <laughs> or the things we don't like that might adhere to our personal choices. We say, the word says it. Thank you, Brittany. Let's give Brittany a hand. <laughs> she didn't like that. And so I want to spend the next uh, four weeks talking to you about this. And the re- reality is my objective is not to jam doctrine down your throat. My objective is to bring you some freedom. To bring you freedom that you don't have to be afraid of the Holy Spirit. To bring you freedom to help you understand that the Holy Spirit is gentle and he's comforting and he's helpful and he's a partner and he's our advocate. And today uh, we're going to talk just, just about the Holy Spirit. We actually won't talk about tongues today at all. So those of you who are nervous, you're like, woo! Uh, But I want to encourage you today. There's probably three different types of people in this room today. And, um, you know, I really feel like um, that it's important that there's different varying people in the room, not just one way of thinking. And 
I really believe that this uh, series is from the Lord, and here's a few reasons why. First and foremost, I didn't plan this. I want to tell you, I'm not this smart. I didn't plan any of this. Like, I didn't even put together that we just did a 10-week series on Jesus, you know, the greatness of Jesus. And, and I didn't put together that today is the day of Pentecost. Uh, I didn't even, I don't really follow that church calendar, to be honest with you, not because I don't believe in it and stuff. I just try to teach the word. And, and, uh, but I didn't even put two and two together that, oh my gosh, today's the day of Pentecost. And here we are talking about the Holy Spirit. That's only God. He's like, Ryan, you're an idiot. You need to preach this. <laughs> He's a little nicer than that, but maybe to you he is, but to me, that's how I need him to talk to me. <laughs> and so I admit that I just believe that, that God is in this series. God is, is doing something. I believe that at the end of this teaching, God is going to do something new in Love City Church. I believe that God's going to do new, uh, something new in your life. That he's going to awaken a, a perspective of God that you maybe didn't realize was available to you. Or maybe he's going to bring you a, a little bit of balance and make you less weird. <laughs> bring a little balance to your belief about the Holy Spirit. That's my goal. My goal is to take those who've spent their whole church career hanging from chandeliers <laughs> and those who've never spoken in church before and bring them together and say, this is what the Bible teaches. Maybe you're here today and you grew up in, a, you know, you're a Christian. You grew up in a different denomination. I imagine there's probably some Catholics in the room. There's probably some uh, Pentecostals in the room. All the Pentecostals are the ones shouting out loud. You know, there's probably some maybe Presbyterians in the room or those who are alliance, uh, alliance belief. And we love all of our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so you come here today with maybe a, a position that you hold. And my heart would be just lay that down for a minute and let's just teach what Scripture teaches. Let's just see what the Bible says. And let's see if we can come to an agreement together of what the Bible teaches. And maybe there's some of you today who are new believers, and you say, Ryan, I have no idea. And I say, you're the perfect candidate for this message because you are going to be introduced to something that's going to transform your life. And lastly, maybe you're here today and you're watching and you're not a believer and you're not a follower of Christ today and you, you don't have any religious affiliation and you say, man, what is that thing that I feel when I, I'm feeling this energy or this aura? That's the Holy Spirit. And so the truth is, is that um, there's many believers who believe in the, in the Father, they believe in Jesus, and they believe in the Holy Spirit, but maybe they really, they struggle with the Holy Spirit. They struggle with the things of the Holy Spirit, especially when there's so many in the body of Christ today who are giving the Holy Spirit such a bad name. So many different perspectives and ideas that, 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 that really just say, well, let's just not Go there with the Holy Spirit. Let's just keep our eyes on the, 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 you know, the Godhead of the Father and the Godhead of, of Jesus. Let's just, you know, we know there's a Holy Spirit, but we don't really want to talk about Him. And many of us, and this is one of the reasons the Lord wanted me to talk about Him, is because many of us don't even really know about the Holy Spirit and what He does in our lives. And there's some of you here today who've been a follower of Christ for a long time and actually don't even know who He is at all. In fact, this isn't abnormal. We actually see this in Scripture. It's very fascinating in Scripture. We see that uh, this is the Scripture I'm about to read is 20 to 25 years after the day of Pentecost. 25 years after the Holy Spirit came down on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 19, verse 1 and 2 says, While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus, and there he found some disciples and asked them, Did you, not, did you receive the Holy Spirit, listen, when you believed? So he found disciples who had met Jesus, who had experienced Christ, 
The Bible says that when you believed in Jesus, did you experience him? And it says that they, they answered him, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. When I read that, I realized, I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, Ryan, there's so many in the body of Christ today that don't even know I exist. There's so many in the body of Christ today that yes, Jesus is our focus and yes, we believe in the work of the Father, but did you know that the Holy Spirit is God, he's a person and he wants to have a relationship with you? Many of us today don't even realize and I believe that this is one of the greatest strategies of the devil is to keep the church away from the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the avenue by which you and I experience the power of the cross. The Holy Spirit is the avenue by which you and I can read the word of God and it come alive to us. The Holy Spirit is the way in which you and I can draw closer to a relationship with Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the way that you and I can go deeper in the words of God. The Holy Spirit is the way that you can experience his very presence. The Holy Spirit, if you don't understand who the Holy Spirit is, my friend and my helper and my God, then you are missing out on a complete area of, of following after Jesus. There's another, another level and the level is the Holy Spirit. And you believe in Jesus and that he died on the cross and that he rose on the third day and that he rose from the dead on the third day. But did you know that the cross has no power without the Holy Spirit? And so we want to teach on this because I believe that we have to be reminded that the Holy Spirit wants a relationship with you. We have to be reminded that, 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 uh, that the Holy Spirit wants to not only dwell in you, which he does if you're a follower of Christ, but guess what? He wants to be upon you. Say, in and upon. Repeat after me, in and upon. If you accepted Christ, he's in you, but he wants to come upon you as well. And so I want to give you some really practical things. And I told my wife, honey, this is very foundational. She says, Ryan, just preach what God tells you to preach. And I was sitting up in the, the banquet room up there, and I said, Holy Spirit, I'm really struggling because this, this feels so basic. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Ryan, some of them don't know me. And so I'm being obedient to the Lord today. So if you've heard this before, I want to encourage you to lean in a little bit because maybe the Holy Spirit wants to reveal himself afresh to you today. The first thing I want to just bring to your attention is that the Holy Spirit... It's still not working up here, guys. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit has all the attributes of God. The Holy Spirit is eternal and is not a created being. He has no beginning and he has no end. Did you know, you can keep this up, thank you. Did you know that the Holy Spirit was the first of the Godhead to be mentioned in Scripture? That when Moses wrote about the, the, uh, the Trinity, the first one he mentioned is the Holy Spirit. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The Holy Spirit was the very first mentioned in all of Scripture. The Holy Spirit has no beginning, has no end. The Holy Spirit is omnipotent and all-powerful. The Holy Spirit is omnipresent and everywhere at once. I want to remind you, did you know the devil can only be at one place at one time? We forget that. We forget that the devil has minions, but the devil is not omnipresent. The devil is not omnipotent. The devil could only be at one place at one time, but our God, the Holy Spirit, can be anywhere at all times, at all places, and still be the same place. The Holy Spirit is omniscient and all-knowing. The Holy Spirit was involved in creation. If you want to put the scripture, that slide up, you can, but you're going to have to, there you go. Thank you. He made, his spirit made the heavens beautiful. 
The Holy Spirit is responsible for the writing of Scripture in 2 Peter 1.20. Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. This is the next slide. Go ahead, guys. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. Every word written in this book was written by the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, he's the author of this book. And without the Holy Spirit's activity in your life, you'll never be able to understand it. That's why when you read it, my wife's been reading in Ezekiel and she comes out depressed all the time or Jeremiah or Lamentations. Oh God, why did you write these? And I say, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you what he's saying. And what God revealed to her was, man, God loves his people so much, but they won't listen to him. I love you. And I just, all I have to die, I'm a loving father. And because you won't adhere to my word, I'm going to have to punish you. Why? Because God disciplines those he loves. The Holy Spirit reveals that. The Holy Spirit is the author of Scripture. Did you know that the Holy Spirit anointed Jesus for ministry? He's starting to have quite the resume. Luke chapter 4, if it's on the screen, verse 14, Jesus returned to Galilee. And the power of the Spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. And he, be- he began saying to them, This today is being fulfilled. This scripture is being fulfilled today, that the Holy Spirit has come upon me. The Holy Spirit enabled Christ to do his ministry. You know that the Holy Spirit is responsible for your salvation and all the revelation that comes from God? Now, I wish these were on the screen and they're going to get it figured out, but you can write down this reference, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 11. No one can know a person's thoughts, thank you, except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we've received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so that we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. So we've received God's spirit, and what does God do is the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to us things that that God has for us. He begins to reveal to us things that we didn't know from the world's spirit. But look what it says as it continues. We will tell you these things. We do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. Look at this. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. First Corinthians 12, 3, the next verse, look what it says. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus. And no one can say Jesus is, is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. The only way that you were able to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord wasn't because you woke up one day and had a really good intellectual day and were able to figure it out. Or because you were able to put it all together. Or because one day you were able to intellectually identify that, okay, I, now I know that God created this. And now I know that this means this. Okay, now that I'm finally intellectually there, I'm going to put it all together. I think I'm going to choose. Jesus. No, the Holy Spirit wooed you. The Holy Spirit drew you. The Holy Spirit is chasing after you. The Holy Spirit wants you. The Holy Spirit is chasing after your life right now. It has nothing to do with you. He is constantly and always chasing after you to have a personal relationship with you. You and I have nothing within us to be able to draw ourselves to God. Without the Holy Spirit, as I mentioned, the cross has no impact. Look at John 6, on the screen. It says, for no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. 
I want you to understand that if you're here today and you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are not here because of yourself. You are only here because Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, drew you to himself. Now, when he draws you to himself, guess what? Now you have a choice. We don't believe that our decision is made for us. We don't believe that we're just pawns on a chessboard. We don't believe that if God woos us, then we're just, oh, we have to give ourselves to him. No, that's the beauty of following after God is that he gives us free will. He says, let me reveal to you life. Let me reveal to you life after death that when you die, you spend an eternity with Christ. Let me reveal to you that on this life, you can have peace abundance, in abundance and you can have health and you can have, the Lord can be with you and partner with you and be an advocate for you and bring peace and joy in life and bless you and, and bring favor in your life. Let me reveal that these things are possible to you through his word, but you have a decision. Do I want to follow after him and give him my whole life or not? See, his responsibility, the Holy Spirit, he draws you to him and says, now, son and daughter, it's your decision. You can choose. And yes, if you choose me, obviously I will love you. And if you don't choose me, I will continue to love you. But we cannot continue to engage in the same relationship we once had because now there's a barrier and that barrier must be reconciled. And so what the Holy Spirit does is he chases you. And he pursues you. And I know this, I've been in sin's prison for a long time. I'll serve God and I'll come back to the altar and say my prayers and give, forgive me and then I'll go off and do my own sinful thing and I'll dive into, whether it's alcohol or it's sexual sin or it's anger or frustration or losing my temper or yelling at my family. I'll just go on my own way and do my own thing. And the Holy Spirit says, son, I love you, but I'm gonna have to correct you in this moment. Because I love you and I'm chasing you and I'm calling you back to me because I created you, son and daughter. And the Holy Spirit says, I want a relationship with you. But you've got to choose. The Holy Spirit woos us and he calls us and he, he anoints us and he draws us to him. He drops little thoughts in our hearts and he convicts us and he empowers the message and you're sitting in a service and something the speaker says, he's a man, he's a good speaker. No, he's not a good speaker. The Holy Spirit's a good speaker. The Holy Spirit prompted that thought in your heart. The Holy Spirit is wooing you and he's transforming you and making you into the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he loves you. Not only that, on the slides here, the Holy Spirit is a person and has a personality. He's a person. He doesn't have body and he doesn't have flesh but he's a person and has a personality. And often we don't really under, fully understand this personality because at times the Holy Spirit can feel a little bit weird. Some of us feel like he's a bit impersonal. If you look all throughout scripture, you see some call him the universe. Some call him a powerful force that can't be explained. And some identify him, as I mentioned, as an aura or an energy. Star Wars calls him the force. <laughs> All throughout pop culture and all throughout the world, we identify this energy. You know, you go to yoga and, you know, namaste, and do you feel the energy? Well, it's, it's either the Holy Spirit or it's a demon, one of the two. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's everywhere, and he's constant, and he's with us, and he feels like this distant force, and he feels like... You know, he's got the names in scripture of breath and wind and power and oil and dove and fire. And you think, man, that feels so impersonal. It leaves us feeling like he's mystical and he's just a secret of God. But I want you to know, those are merely what he does, not who he is. Yeah. 
It's important you recognize that. And it's very important you capture what I'm about to tell you. Because many times our encounter with the Holy Spirit is on what the Holy Spirit does for us. But we forget that there is a who behind the what. And he wants to have a relationship with the who and not just ask him for the what. And oftentimes we see him as something he has to give us and something he has to offer us and the power he has to help us and the power he has to come from us. And all those things are true. But the reality is this. There is a person behind those things. And he wants to have a relationship with you. And this is important for our worship. Because when we're worshiping the Holy Spirit, which sounds weird to some of us to say, when we're worshiping Jesus and his presence, we're like, oh, that makes sense. But when we're worshiping the Holy Spirit in his presence, often we're worshiping him for what he can do for us. What that does is that minimizes the divinity of the Holy Spirit down to a self-service uh, vending machine that Holy Spirit, I need you to answer my prayer. Holy Spirit, I need you to fill me with tongues. Holy Spirit, I need you to give me a gift. Holy Spirit, I need you to heal. Holy Spirit, I need you to... We forget that there's a person behind it with a personality and he, he, he's loving and he's gentle and he's kind and he just wants to be loved for who he is, not just for what he does. We forget that this Holy Spirit, that when we're worshiping, we're not just worshiping what he can do for us. We're worshiping him because he's God. And not only that, it's very important for our relationship with him. In Acts chapter eight, there was a guy named Simon who saw Peter praying for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he looked at him and said, hey, what, what, can I, you know, what money can I give you so that I can pray for people and they can receive the Holy Spirit? I want you to hear me clearly. And I'm gonna say this with confidence. There are people in the body of Christ today who are monetizing the Holy spirit they are making it about what he can do for you and they are making it about how they can do those things for you when it has nothing to do about that it's about to do exalting and lifting up the holy spirit's name high because he is god just like jesus just like the father they are three gods in one he is god and he's a person I want to encourage you today, be careful with environments that monetize the works of the Holy Spirit. We see in Scripture that the Holy Spirit is Jesus because, or is the Holy Spirit is God because Jesus says he is. Look at this. I'm doing a little bit of teaching now. Here we go in the next Scripture here. Look at this. When the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father. Look at this. He will tell. That's a masculine title. Jesus, all throughout Scripture, gives the Holy Spirit a gender. He, he will testify about me. Jesus said that he's a person and has a personality. Not only that, the Holy Spirit has three elements of a person. Do you know the Holy Spirit has a mind? Look what it says in Romans 8. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit. He has knowledge. He has intellect. He has a mind. Did you know that the Holy Spirit has a will in 1 Corinthians chapter 2? It says, no one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit, and no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. God has a spirit. Next slide, please. 1 Corinthians 12, 11. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. Look at this. He alone decides. Who decides? The Holy Spirit decides which gift you're going to get. He's not going to give you a gift just because you got a good ability. You know, a lot of times you think, man, I've got a gift of speaking. Well, no, maybe you don't have a gift of speaking. Maybe you're just naturally good at that. What's really a gift is when God gives someone like Brittany, not to say Brittany's not a good speaker, but Brittany would hate to get up here on the stage and speak. 
It'd be pretty amazing if Brittany got up here and gave this incredible message, wouldn't it? We'd all say, that's the gift of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Oftentimes, we want the gift of the Holy Spirit to be what we're naturally good at when it's an empowerment of the Holy Spirit in areas of our weakness. The Holy Spirit alone decides. He has a will. He has a, an intention. How about this? The Holy Spirit has emotions. He loves, in Romans 15, 30, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, he loves. Go to the two, two verses down in, in verse 4, Ephesians 4. Look at this. He grieves. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. He grieves. This is what drives me as a person, to be honest with you, to be a person of holiness. Because he's sensitive to sin. I was at Car- or, uh, Callaway Park yesterday. And I had made a, con- a sin confession. I'll make it to you to my children. I'm just going to open a bag of laundry here. <laughs> Honestly, I sometimes have a hard time. I just look at people and sometimes I judge them. I know you probably don't, but I do. You see somebody and you think, oh, man, that sure doesn't look good on them. <laughs> or you look at them and think, oh, wow, they don't look good together. Or, oh, that person walks funny. Or When I should be thinking, oh, that person needs Jesus. You know, I'm sorry. I'm super carnal. If you came in today thinking that I was holier than you, you are mistaken. <laughs> and as I'm sitting at the picnic table, I begin to just sense the grief, the grief of the Holy. He says, Ryan, why are you doing this to my children? Mainly it was the book of James that we just studied, saying how can blessings and cursings come out of your mouth? But it grieves him. Sin grieves the Holy Spirit in such a way where he's grieved. When you and I have areas of sin in our life, that's why he is so sensitive to sin. And that's why you say, Ryan, why when I walk into the presence of God, don't I feel him anymore? Maybe it's because we've allowed areas of sin in our life and we're so desensitized to his sensitivity. We've gotten so used to being okay with sin or so used to being okay with allowing that in our life that we think it's no big deal. What's really happened is, is that we've desensitized our sense of when the Holy Spirit says, oh, Ryan, don't do that. That's not what's best for your life. Ryan, don't look at that or don't think that or don't say that or don't go there, Ryan. Or Ryan, what are you doing? I love you, son. I have the best for you, son. Why are you doing that with your life? It grieves me and it hurts my heart. Have you ever grieved over something? You ever grieved when a friend treated you poorly and they were your close friend and they talked bad about you or they were mean to you and you know that feeling you get just like, oh, that hurts. Ever been in a moment when, you know, you've been in an argument with someone and they said things to you in the heat of an argument that you knew they thought were true, but they later, oh, I was just, I'm sorry. It was the heat of the moment when they were really speaking truth and you walked away and felt this grief. That's how the Holy Spirit feels. He feels the disconnect. He feels the separation. Why? Because he's a person. Because he has a personality. Because he has minds and he has emotions and he has a will just like you and just like me. And when you and I don't spend time with him or you and I don't want to talk to him or you and I, I'm okay with the Father and I'm okay with Jesus, but the Holy Spirit, he's the weird uncle. Yeah, no, like we have to realize that he wants to have a personal relationship with us and we have to be open to him and say, Lord, I receive you. Holy Spirit, I don't understand you and things don't really make sense to me and there's a lot of weird things going on that make me feel awkward and there's a lot of churches that have made this, you look not great, but I want you to know, 
Holy Spirit, I am open to whatever what your word says because I want to know you, Holy Spirit. Because when I know you, Holy Spirit, I know your word. When I know you, Holy Spirit, I know Jesus. When I know you, Holy Spirit, I know the Father. When I know you, Holy Spirit, I know what you have for my life. When I know you, Holy Spirit, I know the power of God. When I know you, Holy Spirit, I sense your presence. I sense your spirit. I sense your life. I sense that I want to walk a life with you. Now, as we end our time here today, when we look at the Old Testament, which we won't do today, we see that the, the Holy Spirit would often come down. He, the, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit did not live within people. If you remember, the only way for these individuals to experience the manifest presence of God that you just experienced in this church service today was for them to go to the temple through a priest they had to experience the manifest presence of God. At times, the Holy Spirit would come down and he would rest on them or would be with them at moments. But all in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was not a being that engaged with humanity. But in the New Testament, something changed. And Jesus says in John chapter 14, look what he says. I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate, a comforter to help you and be with you forever the spirit of truth. And the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he lives with you and will be and is in you. Something shifted when the New Testament came and Jesus Christ walked on the earth and died and rose on the third day. Something shifted. He not only wants to be with you and around you, he wants to live within you and he wants to come upon you in your life. And this is what's important for you to understand, that he lives in you and he wants to be known by you, that when you, if you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior today and you made a confession of faith that Jesus Christ is Lord, the Bible teaches us that the Holy Spirit now dwells within you. Now I want you to hear me. You do not have to speak in tongues to have the Holy Spirit in you. He lives in you. He wants to come upon you. When you accepted the Holy Spirit, when you accepted Jesus, you became a temple of God. And the presence of the living God now dwells inside of you. Everything that I just described, He lives within you. God lives within you. This person lives within you. This personality lives within you. Now the Holy Spirit lives within you. And he's not just a force. He's not just a power. He's a person. I want you to know today that when you were in worship and you sensed that peace and that life in the room and you begin to sense the security and the faith, that was the Holy Spirit. During times of tribulation and, and affliction and sorrow and bereavement and grief, when you don't know what to do and you're up against a wall, it's the Holy Spirit that's there at your side. He's encouraging you and he's speaking life into you. When you're facing hardship or difficulty or sickness in your life, it's the Holy Spirit that is praying for you right now, interceding on your behalf to God. When you're concerned about your future and the purposes of your life, the Holy Spirit's who is encouraging you and exhorting you. He's reminding you about the purposes of God and encouraging you to put your trust in Him. 
when you're not entering into the full privileges of what it means to be a son and daughter of God due to the life choices that you've made and areas of life of sin in your life. It is the Holy Spirit who is convicting you and correcting you. Why? Because he loves you so much. He wants you to experience the life that he has for you when you're being careless and apathetic about your life. It's the Holy Spirit who's warning you of impending danger and prompting you to choose Jesus once again. As we walk through life and try to make decisions that will be the best for our family and how do we go, what's next? It's the Holy Spirit who is encouraging you to watch out for areas of your your journey that might cause you trouble and and, and struggle. It's the Holy Spirit who is encouraging you and exhorting you to follow God's ways when there's danger in your path due to poor decisions or you're facing situations that are hard that you've gotten yourself into. It's the Holy Spirit who is warning you and helping you and prompting you when you and I have fallen away from God and we are far from Him and you find yourself at your wit's end and you don't know where to go, it is the Holy Spirit calling you back to Him. The Holy Spirit is so actively a part of your life and the crazy part about it is that you and I don't even realize it. That this comforter is with you at every moment. He is in you. He is guiding you. He is speaking to you. He is helping you. He is comforting you. He is loving you. He is sharing with you. He is crying for you. He's travailing for you. He's interceding for you. He is your closest companion, closer than a brother, closer than a friend, closer than your spouse. He is right next to you right now and he wants to have a relationship with you. It's a simple invitation and a recognition that he is with you at all times. The Holy Spirit, he's our friend. The Holy Spirit, he's our comforter. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what you're going through right now. He knows the doubt that you're facing. He knows the fear that you've been up against. He knows the anxiety that you feel that I felt this week, the chemical anxiety that overwhelms your spirit in such a way where you lose your ability to breathe. I felt that this week and the Holy Spirit was there to help me. Holy Spirit's there when you have the loss of a loved one. The Holy Spirit's there when you lose that job. The Holy Spirit's there when that relationship falls apart. The Holy Spirit's there when you fall in sin and you think that there's no way that I can come back to God and come back to his house. The Holy Spirit is there every single step of the way, guiding you, helping you, comforting you, and with you. Why? Because he's a person, because he has a personality, because he loves you, because he's here working in you, on you, around you, trying to get you towards the purposes of God for your life. He wants you to know him. Of course, the devil wants to strategize a way for us to disregard the person of the Holy Spirit because he knows it is through the Holy Spirit that we experience everything that God has for us. As we end here this morning, we're going we're gonna to sing a song in a moment. I want to read the scripture and then we'll pray and then we'll respond. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3. Why don't you read this with me? Why don't you stand your feet here this morning? I want you to get your eyes on the screen and I want you to read what this says because this is what I believe God has for every one of us. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Next slide, please. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide 
and how long and how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it's too great to fully understand, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, to all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Did you know that the Holy Spirit wants to fill you to completion? Some of you here today are empty. You're dry. You're disconnected and distant from God. I want to pray for you. And then we're going to take just the last few moments here and we're going to respond. That's why we do this last song. It's a response to the Lord to say, okay, God, I want to respond to you. I want to clear out any rocks in my heart or any negative ideas or bitterness or sin or anything in my life. I just want to remove it. Preconceived ideas. I want to remove it from my life, God, because I want everything you have for me. I want, Lord, I'm infinitely above and beyond all that I can ask or dream or imagine. Father, I just pray right now. Would you close your eyes? Father, I just pray right now. Holy Spirit, for those in the room today, God, who don't have a relationship with you, Holy Spirit, would you come right now and would you draw them to you? We just open up our hearts to you right now, God, and we say, Father, would you send your Holy Spirit right now into our hearts? Would you change every broken heart, every broken mind, God, every, every area of barricade and roadblock that might keep us from leaning into a relationship with you today, Holy Spirit? Would you help us? I pray you would come and that you would minister to our hearts as we respond to this last song. We're going to put a slide on the screen. And if you gave your life to Jesus Christ today, we have some people in the room, our Discover team, they want to meet you. They want to walk you through what it means to be a follower of Christ. You can text us number. You can take a picture of this QR code. But we want to meet you. So all you have to do is either put your hand in the air or find one of our team members today. They want to walk you through what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Come on, why don't you put your hands in the air. We're going to respond right now. We're going to respond to this moment. Jesus, we just welcome you, Holy Spirit. And we just clear out anything in our life. And we say, Holy Spirit, would you come right now and minister to our hearts. Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.